Hello, and welcome to episode five of the Radically You podcast. I'm Naomi Jenkins, a practicing certified life coach, a believer in the sacred nature of suffering, and your host for today's episode on exercising self-compassion. Hello, my friends. I am back. Not that you noticed I was missing, but I took a one-week hiatus from my goal to record weekly podcasts because I got hit hard with coronavirus. My whole family did, actually, but I got it at the tail end and had a pretty rough go for about 10 days. Um, I'm feeling so much better now. Um, but still dealing with a little bit of congestion and some leftover coughing, which I don't anticipate will be gone anytime very soon because my husband and kids are still coughing and some of them had it over a month ago. So feeling ready for spring and for this long season of illness to be over, but I'm back and so happy because it kind of made me sad to take a break from the podcast. Not that I had to, but it really did feel like the most radically loving thing to do for myself to just give myself rest and not put any pressure on myself to show up more than was absolutely necessary. So taking a break from the podcast for a week was kind of a no-brainer for me. But I am back. I've said that three times. Did you hear me? <laughs> And today I, I have thought long and hard, obviously, because I've had a few weeks to think about it, about what I wanted to share next on the podcast. And I decided why not just talk about something that I am most consistently passionate about, which is the practice and skill of exercising self-compassion in our lives. If you happen to follow along with me on Instagram, you might know that I often refer to myself as the self-compassion coach because it really is the one thing that I am most consistently harping on my clients about. <laughs> harping on them isn't a great word, but I'm bringing it up over and over and over again because our default as humans tends to be to go to judgment, as we talked about so much in episode one. Um, and self-compassion is a beautiful remedy for judgment. I think especially in like the current day and age, when topics like positive psychology are so prevalent, when self-help books um, are available galore, I think we tend to be hard on ourselves when things get hard or when we're not feeling happy, joyful, positive emotions all the time. I think we can be very judgmental towards ourselves and look at it as something that needs to be fixed, as if we were meant to be happy all the time, as if that's what it means to have a successful human life. And public service announcement, that's not it. That's not what we're here for. Life is not for feeling happy. Life is for feeling everything. And to feel everything, that full spectrum of human emotion, that full spectrum of human experience, 
is to experience things that are negative about 50% of the time. And sometimes we bid ourselves up for this, for being in a tough place, for not feeling happy, for being down about ourselves or other people or the things in our lives, for just struggling. I think we can be really hard on ourselves when we are struggling. And I want to give you permission to consider that there might be another way to approach it all. Enter my soapbox talk on the power and importance of self-compassion. So before we can begin practicing more compassion towards ourselves, I think we have to first understand what compassion is. And why not just go to the good old Merriam-Webster Dictionary? So according to Merriam-Webster, compassion is defined as a sympathetic consciousness of others' distress together with a desire to alleviate it. So the word compassion is derived from the Latin root pati, I'm probably saying that wrong, which means to suffer, and the prefix com, which means with. So the literal definition of compassion is to suffer with. It might seem strange to consider the concept of suffering with yourself, but practicing compassion towards ourselves is really no different than practicing compassion towards the other people around us. So maybe let's start by exploring what that looks like. To feel compassion towards someone else, we must first notice and acknowledge their suffering. When we show up in a compassionate way towards others, we apply empathy and concern as we try to understand what they're experiencing. When someone we care about is suffering, it's natural to seek for ways that we can offer help and support in an effort to relieve their suffering, right? We don't want people we love to suffer, so we look for ways that we can support them through it. True compassion offers validation for another person's pain and also often provides understanding from a place of like shared experience from knowing that we've been through something similar. And even if we don't understand exactly what another person is experiencing, we can still suffer with them by offering them a safe space to feel and process their pain. What I want you to know is that offering compassion to ourselves is no different. It is the same thing. Once we learn how to practice self-compassion towards ourselves the same way we would practice compassion towards someone else that we love, we learn to respond to our own failures, disappointments, um, various forms of suffering in the same way that we would respond to a close friend or loved one. So instead of piling on the pain by shaming or judging ourselves during a time of difficulty or during a time when we're just not feeling our best, we can instead provide that same level of understanding and support to ourselves that we would offer to others in a similar situation. The reality is that whether we are fully aware of it or not, we are always participating in an internal dialogue with ourselves. 
there's always an internal conversation going on where we are like taking stock of where we're at and deciding what that means and kind of talking to ourselves internally. And we get to choose between allowing like the persistent ongoing abuse of an inner critic or we can consciously work to cultivate a more compassionate and nurturing internal response. And when we build that habit of self-compassion, of responding to ourselves in a compassionate, loving way, what happens is we begin to transform our own internal voice into that unconditionally loving, supportive non-judgmental voice that we long so much to receive from others, right? Isn't that what we all want is just evidence that we are loved and okay. We're constantly looking for it from other people, looking for that support and that acceptance and that unconditional love that we long for from places outside of us. But the truth is that we have the ability to give that to ourselves And even in a more like constant, consistently reaffirming way than if we're forever looking for it from outside of us. So self-compassion, my friends, is the practice of acknowledging that you are entirely whole, worthy, lovable, regardless of what is happening in your life or how you're experiencing it. Self-compassion allows us to step out of kind of that pursuit of perfection in our lives and instead embrace the beauty of what it is to be fully human. All human beings are flawed and prone to struggle. It's just part of what it is to exist in this world. In my opinion, The human experience was always meant to be messy, uncomfortable, and full of opportunities for learning and growth. When we struggle or fail or experience rejection or find ourselves for any reason consumed with what we might consider negative emotion, we have an opportunity to remind ourselves that nothing has gone wrong. And instead of judging and beating ourselves up for how we're experiencing our lives, we can cultivate an internal space of safety as we process the experience. Self-compassion is the valuable skill that allows us to unconditionally love ourselves through it all, whether things are going well in our lives or when things have in some way gone awry. And if you can embrace that idea that life is 50-50, that there's a full spectrum of emotion and experience from like elation and joy on one end to like deep despair and grief on the other, then you give yourself space to be all in on all of it instead of judging and trying to run away from the hard parts and beating yourself up or running away from yourself, disconnecting from yourself when things get hard. 
So self-compassion, how do we actually do it? I think the easiest way to start practicing self-compassion is one, going back to kind of what I talked about, about how we practice compassion with others. We first have to notice that someone is suffering, right? Something has to initiate our desire to offer compassion. We have to notice that someone is struggling. It's the same thing with ourselves. We have to just stop and take note when things are hard, when we're not feeling great. Kind of goes back to that episode I did on feeling our emotions, allowing our emotions, being more in touch with that part of ourself so that we can recognize when things are hard. And then once we've recognized it, that's when we have that opportunity to show up with compassion, to step into that role of suffering with ourselves, like just being willing to be in our own struggle and hard, regardless of what it is. And then what I have found to be the easiest and most powerful way to shift into self-compassion is to take a look at what's going on with you and how you're responding to it and how you're speaking to yourself about it. And then ask, is this the same way I would respond to someone I love? To my daughter, my son, my best friend, my mother, my sister, my brother. Think about who is the person in your life that is the easiest for you to love unconditionally. And then imagine that they were in your same or a similar situation and ask yourself, how would I speak to them? What would I say to them? And the difference that I've noticed the most since I've started this practice with myself, what has just become, um, what I've just become aware of, I guess, with myself and with clients who I've walked through this process is that our tendency is to go straight to judgment and kind of that like internal beating ourselves up place with ourselves. Whereas with someone we love, our tendency is to go straight to validation and love. And the the compassion part just kind of comes naturally when it's someone we love. We don't want them to be hurting, or at least we don't want them to be hurting alone then it's so simple to just step into, that sounds so hard. I understand why you would feel that way. I'm so sorry you had to experience that. I'm here. I love you. Right? Like if my child comes to me and something really hard happened with a friend or a sibling or even on their own, I immediately want to help them understand that it's okay and they're not alone and that I'm there and reassure them that I love them. But it's not as easy to do that with myself. It is getting easier the longer I consistently practice this kind of work and, and practice self-compassion tools in my life and uh, practice being with myself in my emotions. The more natural it becomes to recognize with myself like, oh yeah, this is hard. This is painful. And that doesn't mean I have to fix it right away. It's okay for it to be hard. It's okay for it to be painful. I am hurting and I love me anyway. Right now, exactly where I am, 
in whatever is hard, whatever is hurting, whatever is causing the suffering. And a lot of times what I found with my children, my friends, myself, when we're willing to really fully just be in the suffering, whether it's with ourselves or another person, there doesn't end up really being anything to fix. When we jump straight to like fix it mode and skip over the just like feeling and being present with whatever is hard, I think we sometimes miss out on the opportunity to recognize that the hard is the work, like just feeling that negative emotion or allowing ourselves to be in that difficult experience and acknowledging it's just part of being human. And suddenly we don't have to fix anything. We can just be in it and sit with that emotion and allow it and let it pass through us. And things kind of just get going again on their own from that place a lot of times. Not always. Sometimes there is things that need to be done. But more often than not, I would say with myself and my children, just taking the time to sit and be in it with the person that we love, which hopefully can be yourself. Hopefully you can be that person that you love for yourself. I think really that's, that's the work is just to, as the Latin translation tells us, suffer with and stop trying to run away from the suffering. Stop believing that suffering in any form means that something has gone wrong and instead acknowledge I'm having a full human experience and And realize that that is not something to fix. So that's a pretty quick take on what self-compassion is and how to apply it. Um, There are other tools that I will probably share in future episodes and that I definitely share with my clients when they feel applicable. But I want to encourage you to just start from there. To start viewing yourself as somebody who is worthy of your own unconditional love and understanding to start practicing, just asking yourself, is this how I would speak to somebody that I love? Is this how I would respond to my best friend, to my child, to my spouse, whoever it is. And if not reconsider, ask yourself, what would I say to that person that is so easy for me to love unconditionally. If they were experiencing this hard moment or this hard experience or this difficult, painful emotion, what would I say to them in that space? And then I want to challenge you to turn it inwards. Write yourself a letter of love and compassion for the struggle that you're in. Or stand in front of a mirror and tell yourself what you need to hear, or just sit quietly with yourself and close your eyes and go inward and shift that internal dialogue to a more compassionate, loving, gentle response. And I promise you that the more consistently you give yourself permission to practice this, the more natural it becomes. The quieter that internal critic becomes Because suddenly there's this loving caregiver moving in to take some of that space. That is my challenge for you. Give it a try. Notice next time you're struggling or having a hard moment and ask yourself, 
how can I be more compassionate and loving with myself in this moment? What do I need and how could I give it to myself? How would I hope that somebody I love would respond to me in this situation? Or how would I want to respond to someone I love who was experiencing something similar? All right. I hope you have a beautiful week. I will talk to you again soon. Take care of yourself, my friends, and be kind and compassionate, especially with yourself. I cannot tell you how grateful I am that you joined me here for today's podcast. If anything in today's episode resonated with you, or you think it might prove useful to someone that you know, I hope you will share it with a friend. I would also be immensely grateful if you would take the time to leave a review in whatever podcast app you're using today. Reviews are the best way for new listeners to find the podcast so that they can come and join in on the conversation. Once a month, I will be choosing one reviewer at random to receive a free private coaching session with me on any topic of your choice. This month, I hope that person is you.